0: glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're going to talk about the chastening of the Lord. There is a lot of misunderstanding. And you know, if you misunderstand something then if that's the way you understood it, even though it's misunderstood, then it becomes that way to you. And, you know, psychologists will tell you that a child, that if he believes that you don't love him, then to him that's true. Or if he believes that you hate him, then to him that's true. And he will react in every way as though it were true. And to him it is true. So all the results is the same to that child. So it's true concerning your attitude toward God and what you see God as being. So we want to talk about the chastening of the Lord and how God chastens His children. Let's go to the twelfth chapter of Hebrews, and let's read, we'll just start at verse one and read down through several verses here. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And sin, which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. But consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds." Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. Now, verse number 5 is the key to understanding the teaching here concerning the chastening of the Lord. Let me read it again. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Now, there's been a lot of things said about the chastening of the Lord. There's people that say, well, you know, God chastens us with sickness and disease, with affliction. And that if you get out of line, why, God's going to send some bad thing your way to teach you something. Well, now, what they're talking about is child abuse and not chastening. I've had people to, I've heard them testify and talk about how God gave them cancer. Well, God gave me this cancer because of this and because of that, or they thought, well, maybe I got too exalted over something and God did this to me and God sent this my way. I had a friend of mine that was ministered in a full gospel businessmen's meeting one time, and, uh, The fellow that introduced him got up and testified before he introduced him and told him how God had given him cancer and what a great blessing it had been to his life because he had got some things straightened out, you know, and he just got the idea that he ought to praise God for everything. So he was thanking God for the cancer. And he introduced my friend and he got up and said, Well, now, folks. He said, uh, if you don't learn anything else tonight, you're going to learn that God didn't give this fellow cancer. He said, open your Bibles. (laughs) (laughs) And he did it in love, but he went through the scriptures and proved beyond any doubt, it was not God that gave the man cancer. And of course, the man came to him after the service and he said, I appreciate it. He said, I was wrong. He said, I appreciate you showing me. He said, it wasn't God. But so many people believe that it is. And you see, if you get that idea, then you're in a situation where you can't believe God for deliverance. If God is chastening you with sickness, then I dare you go to the doctor and try to get out of the chastening and instruction the Lord's given you. Now, people say that. See, they'll say, well, now, the Lord is really working something out in my life by this sickness, And the Lord is really teaching me. And the Lord is doing great things with this sickness in my life. But yet they'll go to the doctor and spend $4,000 trying to get out of the will of God. They say, well, this must be the will of God. But yet they'll spend thousands of dollars trying to get out of the will of God. Now let me show you something. And I don't say this to be hard, but to just shock you into seeing some things. If it was the will of God... For you to be sick, and the will of God for his children to be sick, then you know we ought to burn all the hospitals and we ought to have all the nurses and doctors put in prison because they're getting people out of the will of God. Now you know that's not true and certainly we ought not to burn the hospitals or put the nurses and doctors in jail. They're fighting the same demons and devils that we are. They're just doing it by different means. Sickness and disease is of the devil. It is not of God. It came because of sin. Sin brought sickness, and sin and Satan are synonymous terms almost, and without sin in this earth or Satan in this earth, there would be no sickness or disease. Now, I know that sickness comes from disease germs and things, but they're a corruption of the devil. They come from the evil one. They do not come from God. The Bible tells us that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Sickness and disease, you see, sickness is death started in the body. If you don't get rid of it, it'll kill you. Death is an enemy of God and it's an enemy of man. Now, so many times people have this idea that, well, yes, God sometimes chastens us with sickness or disease. Now, that's a cop out in that they feel like by that they don't have to resist what comes. I know I remember several years ago I was standing in front of a certain church and there was a lady that had planned on going on a missionary journey over into Mexico and they were going to witness and do a lot of things, you know, and win the lost. And she said, well, the day that I was supposed to leave, I came down just deathly ill, you know, and said, well, you know, the Lord knows best. It must not have been the will of God. Well, yeah, the Lord knows best. But the devil also knows he did not want you witnessing getting people saved. Now, you see, the very fact that she believed the Lord had a hand in that was probably the reason it happened, because she didn't know to resist the devil. When the symptoms came, she just bowed down under it and just said, must be the will of the Lord, the Lord knows best. And she quoted that, the Lord works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. I thought, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the devil works in devilish ways to stop the work of God, too. No, it was not God that made her sick. But you see, here's the scripture. The reason I'm dealing with that here is because many people say, well, you know, the Lord chastens those whom he loves. Okay, let's find out what chastening is. Chastening of the Lord, the word chastening in the New Testament means to child train. To train as a child, to instruct. It's used in different ways in different scriptures. In Ephesians 6, verse 4 He says, bring up a child in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, the word that's translated chasten here in the 12th chapter of Hebrews in Ephesians 6 is translated nurture. So now, would you say that you nurtured your child with sickness? No, that'd be foolish, wouldn't it? You know, somebody said, I know the Lord made me have this wreck. He was chastening me. The Lord's chastening me. One fellow said the other day, boy, if problems is a chastening of the Lord, he really does love me, he said. (laughs) In fact, he said, if that's true, I must be his favorite. (laughs) No, the devil's out to kill him. Now, you know, somebody will have a car wreck, break both arms and a leg, and have a concussion, lay up in the hospital for 16 weeks. About twenty-nine people witnessed to him; they get saved, born again. And somebody said, "Yeah, that's the reason God had them to have that car wreck, so they could get saved." Well, now if God was going to do that, He'd had a lot more car wrecks, I imagine. No, if nineteen people had witnessed to him before they had the car wreck, they probably got born again. But you see, they see that God got some good out of that, so they say, "Well, God must have done it." Now listen, the end result does not justify the means. I mean, the scripture there in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, let's read it. Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, if the reward for diligently seeking the Lord is to be chastened with sickness and disease or a car wreck or something, you can forget it. I don't want to be rewarded with that. But you see, some people believe that, and because of that, they open the door to the devil and invite all kinds of tragedy and things come to their life, and therefore they can't resist it because they believe it's God. I have good news for you. It's not of God, it's of the devil. Resist him and he will flee from you. Now let's read that verse again. We're talking about the chastening of the Lord. In the 11th chapter of Hebrews, verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He rewards you, not with sickness, not with problems of life. Now, let's carry this over to the 12th chapter of Hebrews, verse 6. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Now, one scripture says he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Is he going to reward you with something that is liable to take your life? Something that cripples you? Something that costs you thousands of dollars to keep you from dying? No, God doesn't do that. God is the healer. God is the giver of life. Now, when we realize what he's saying here, he's talking about the idea here is to child train. And he scourgeth every son. It's the scourge of the word. The chastening of the Lord is through the word of God. He chastens us through his word. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7121, The Chastening of the Lord. You need to know that God is not chastening you with sickness and disease. That word chasten in the New Testament means to child train. It's translated nurture. You nurture a child by using words. You can read it here in the 12th chapter of Hebrews where it says, "...you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him." How does he rebuke us? With his word, not with sickness or disease. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. It's the scourge of the word. It's when the Lord puts the word on you, what the word says in the New Testament, and uh, you read it in there, and you find out that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So he child trains us with his word. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. And what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, you are illegitimate children, not sons. In other words, when the Lord brings the word to chasten you that you shouldn't have said that or done that, and you won't receive it, the word says you're illegitimate. In other words, you're not a son. If the Lord does not chasten you or correct you, And God cannot correct people that will not listen to Him. Now, it's important to understand that. And this CD will give you insight into how God chastens you, nurtures you, and child trains you through the Word of God. And He does not use sickness and disease. God wants you well. That's CD offer number 7121. Chastening of the Lord, that's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, one 877 396 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 877 396 9400 or write Charles Capps P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.